So there is a bill in the New York State Senate, and it uh, was authored by Senator Kevin Parker, um, made public on November 14th, 2018. And S-9191 was drafted with the intention of keeping firearms out of the hands of people who might have a propensity to commit hate crimes. That seems to be the idea. Uh, The idea here, the thing that's new, because New York State already has a a fairly um, restrictive set of rules around gun control, but the idea of this new bill would be um, a social media background check to check the internet history and social media accounts, uh, uh, social media history going back up to three years for people that are applying for a license to carry a firearm. So uh, my guest tonight on Red Blue Talk to talk about this is uh, A.J. Woodson. So let me just tell you a little bit about who A.J. is. A.J. is a father, a husband, an author, a writer. Uh, He has a hip-hop background. He's a rapper, a DJ. And if you live in the Westchester County, New York area, you probably know A.J. from Black Westchester Magazine, uh, which is also a internet uh, radio video show on Sunday nights. So welcome to Red Blue Talk Podcast, AJ. Thank you, thank you. So, Appreciate you calling. So AJ, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get your full reaction to this. There's just a lot of questions that are raised by by this bill. Um and I get to tell you on my, my first impression of it when I heard about it, it was great. Somebody's trying to do something about hate crimes. That sounds like a good thing. You know I mean we saw what happened in that black church. We saw what happened in that synagogue recently in Pittsburgh. I mean, these are just unthinkably horrific, pure hate crimes. They involved firearms. Someone's trying to do something under the law to prevent that kind of thing from ever happening. But then when you look at it more closely, it raises some questions. And you, and you do have to wonder, you know, is this a well-intentioned response to hate crime or is it an overreach? Um, could this adversely affect people who listen to certain kinds of music on the internet? Um, and then the question also becomes, you know, what happens if you fail that background check? I mean, it just raises a lot of questions. So let me just read a little piece of the law and then I want to get your opinion on all this. Okay. So here's what the law, what the bill actually says. I'm reading from a draft bill. It says, In order to ascertain whether any social media account or search engine history of an applicant presents any good cause for the denial of a gun license, the investigating officer shall, after obtaining the applicant's consent and obtaining any login name or password for accessing a personal account service or electronics communications device, to review such applicants' social media accounts and search engine history, review an applicant's social media accounts for the previous three years and search engine history for the previous year, and investigate an applicant's posts or searches related to, one, commonly known profane slurs or biased language used to describe the race, color, national origin, ancestry, gender, religion, religious practice, age, disability, or sexual orientation of a person, that's number one. Number two, 
threatening the health or safety of another person, three, an act of terrorism, or four, any other issue deemed necessary by the investigating officer. And then it goes on from there. A.J. Woodson, you've heard what's in this bill. You've had an opportunity to think about it a little bit. What comes to mind when you think about this proposal? Well, there's a couple of things. Several things come to mind. One, as the editor of Black Westchester, I do often use social media when I want to do a story to look into somebody. I do not need to sign into their account. And, and get their and their account information to sign in to actually go back and review their page going back as far as I can go back. Um, so, one, I, I have a question with the whole password thing. Secondly, in one of the interviews, I watched um, the coverage of News 12 Long Island, and um, David Hogg, who was a student that survived the Parkland shooting, he was just at Nassau Community College, I believe, in the last couple of days or last week, and he said that the shooter had indications on social media. But the next line of what he said was very important. The FBI and the local law enforcement were called 38 times, and they failed to do anything about it. So the FBI and the local law enforcement was called about the postings that this guy had already posted, and they didn't do anything about it. That, so, so I don't know if this is the answer. Um, I, and, and, and then as far as um, a race, you know, I mean, unfortunately, Black West, just a lot of the topics we cover is race. Um, a lot of the shooters, none of the shooters of any of these mass shootings have been black or brown people. They have been, they haven't been immigrants that are supposed to be the threat. They have been homegrown American white people. Um, right. But the vi- and- many of the victims have been black. And some of the no, victims. No, 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 and no, no, about the yeah. shooters. Oh, yeah, understood, understood. Right. So, so again, and and I always have a problem with this. I also, you know, I had a similar problem with the the Patriot Act, um, and and in that it 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 nullifies several of the amendments of the Constitution, um, and after they stop looking for uh, terrorists, just say. What usually happy, happens in this country, they start using this technology on black and brown people. And with a president that we have now that incites white supremacy, um, it concerns me on how this will be used. I think it's a slippery slope. Um, I do understand that something does need to be done. Um, but in the case of one of the survivors of the Parkland shooting, they alerted the FBI and the local for law enforcement 38 times about this person, and they didn't do anything. Right. Social media would not have helped us. Like, getting back in his social media, they were alerted to the situation. So, so you know, I have a whole thing about the, the checking, the, the, the turning over your, um, Password. your passwords. Yeah. Um, it raises a lot of questions, AJ. You know, so... What occurs to me I about... I have a problem. Let me just say, and I, I want to say this on the record. So... I see that it was sponsored by Senator Kevin Parker, I think that's his name, and Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, both African Americans. That concerns me because of how things like this have been used against African Americans. So it it concerns me that this is being pushed by two African American men who know the history of what goes on. 
Well, so how do you unravel? How do you unravel that riddle? I don't know. Like I said, you, you, um, I, I'm working on the December issue of Black Westchester right now. Small business, right? Um, promoting all, uh, all of, as many of the local black businesses in Westchester. Um, I wasn't, and my TV stays on CNN or MSNBC, so all you hear about is Trump. So I, I actually hadn't heard about this until you sent me the link um, a, a half an hour, hour ago. So. I'm still unraveling it uh, to the point that I just sent it to everybody who's involved in our, our weekly talk radio show. Sure. We're going to discuss this on people before politics. I had, I want all of them, you know, um, Dr. Bob and Lorraine and Damon or whoever, um, to look into all of this as much as they can before Sunday so we can be informed and, uh, and, and, and speaking about this. And I'm going to try to see if I can get somebody in law enforcement and a local elected official, um, uh, to call in. I'm not sure who that will be yet. I haven't planned all that out just yet, but I, I think that this definitely needs to be discussed. Um, this should bring about a concern. I do know that the greatest of intentions were, they probably had the greatest of intentions in, in, in presenting this. Um, but my problem is what, what will be done with it afterwards? So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a couple. I mean, a couple of thoughts. You know, um, sort of stemming from what you've said, AJ. You know, I know that you have a, a long career in the hip hop world, and you were a DJ. Not all hip hop music is filled with you know foul language, but some is. Some is, and and the use of certain words, which are specifically alluded to in this bill are in that genre of music. So what occurred to me about it is like, well, what if I'm on the internet and I'm searching around for hip hop and I'm listening to this and I'm listening to that, is that potentially, that search gonna make me ineligible for this permit? And then, um, and then furthermore, but wait, I think part B of that question is, if I don't get the permit, if I'm declined because there was something in my search history or my social media history that was objectionable, could that potentially impact my ability to do other things like what if I want to become a police officer someday uh, will the fact that I was declined a permit for a weapon uh, be held against me could could this affect could this affect communities of people um, that are searching for certain things on the internet and have an unintended effect that's my question that's a couple of questions um, one I will deal with the hip-hop thing right away um, I've been in hip hop uh, for oh, 31 years. This would be my 31 year anniversary of my first single that ever came out um, um, in January. Um, I was recently asked to, to testify as an expert witness in White Plains Court um, in a case of, of a, 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 a homicide in Mount Vernon. Um, what they wanted to do, the brother of the person on trial is an a, a, a up-and-coming rapper, and he makes several uh, rap videos, and um, you know, on YouTube or whatever. And they were, they brought in a white guy who I didn't feel was well-versed in hip-hop that worked for the DA's office or something, and they were trying to enter into evidence. Now, this is in White Plains, and this is, I believe, this year, late last year. Um, they tried to enter the, the lyrics, his brother's lyrics, 
into evidence. Um, and, 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 and then I'll go on to tell you why that concerns me. In hip-hop, a lot of people take on these names. Um, there have been rappers named Noriega. There have been rappers, I'm sure there's, you can find a rapper named Saddam Hussein. Like, like people take on these kind of, Capone, as Al, Al Capone. Right. People take on these kind of names as hip-hop titles, their names. And they talk about things. Um, uh, Biggie had a lyric, um, blowing up like the World Trade Center. You know, talking about how he's about to blow up, be big. But he used that expression. But that could be considered a terrorist. Um, that could be considered, that could be flagged. Right, that could be um, flagged. That's, that's the right word. That could cause, right, right. that could raise right. an eyebrow in the, investiga- okay, you know, in the investigation. About, so, what about, so what about all the people who are sitting at home watching this video and, and sharing the video on their page? Then they could be flagged as well. I think, I think that's a slippery slope as well. Um, and I, and I, and like I said, this is the case that I spoke on, um, is not the first time they tried to introduce hip hop lyrics into evidence. Um, uh, 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 a case got overthrown in, in Jersey, um, I think two years ago when he tried to use the, 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 the person on trial, he tried to use his lyrics, um, to say that, you know, that, that he was talking about the violence that he was going to do in his lyrics and, um, a case got overturned. The other thing that bothers me when it comes to hip hop, and I've had these conversations a lot. Okay, let me give you an example. Bob Marley made I Shot the Sheriff. There was never a, a warrant for his arrest. Nobody really believed that he shot a sheriff. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. Um, there have been other records by other genres of music that have said and made ridiculous claims in the music, but no one takes that serious. You, 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 you know, you, you take that as acting, or you know, you just take their playing. But when it comes to hip hop, people want to give, act like it's real, like it's, it's like he's saying he's going to kill someone, um, when they're just, you know, playful, playing on words, you know, freestyling, you know, making words rhyme, just, you know, um, bravado, you know, talking junk. That's that's what you do, um, well, as, as a rapper, as an so, MC. So in those examples that you've given, you know, that could potentially tick off a flag um a a reference to ancestry or national origin or gender religion uh, age um, and let's take it and let's take it and let's and let's not make it about black uh a black and white uh a white rapper eminem has said a lot of stuff in his lyrics about a lot of different groups of people that if you were to apply this to him his stuff could be flagged as well yeah, so it's it, it's gonna. I would be, it'll be interesting to see how they address that. You know, it it raises a lot of questions, and there are some obvious. Uh, there are some some. There are some things about this law or this bill, I should say. That I didn't answer. I didn't answer the second part, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, please. Um, it does concern me, and I didn't think about that until you said that. Um, you know, Damon's in law enforcement. I have to get his his take on that. Um, as far as it, it preventing you, you said, from maybe becoming a police officer or working in corrections or something. Right. Or, um, I mean, will, will it go further? People that don't want to hire minorities at jobs, can they use that to not hire someone? Well, Even if right. something that has nothing to do with having a gun or anything like that. Like, how far can you use this at that point? You understand what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. You know, and, and, and 
there's always things like that. I mean, they try to act like racism doesn't exist. This country was built on racism. And they always use new laws to continue to keep out a certain group of people, either from not hiring them or to keep them from doing certain things or, you know, the voter suppression in, in Georgia um, and Mississippi and, and stuff like that. They, they always re, rewrite the rules. You know, this this could be this could be a slippery slope in that direction as well. I think it needs to be looked at. I think it needs to be reviewed. Yeah. Um, um, I, 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 I do believe that their heart is in the right place. But I, again, as an editor of a paper, I constantly do research on subjects that of my stories. And I constantly scroll through their Facebook pages and go back a year or so. I don't have to have their sign in login information because then that gives me that gives them that gives me um the power over their account to do anything i want on their account in their name as well too yeah not 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 only that not only that aj i'm pretty sure you know i mean you know maybe i should research this a hundred percent before i say but i'm pretty sure that giving away your username and password is a violation of the terms of service of most of these uh, services that we use all the time. You know what I'm saying? No one... and, and, I, and I also wanted to say, too, and um, I just saw this on uh, a movie I was watching. I was actually watching NCIS Los Angeles, that's what. And they were looking for somebody. It was a young uh, white female who was big on social media. And the one thing they said is very true. People don't understand. You don't need to do that because people sign... People... There is no right to um, privacy. You... The things that the government used to have to do to tap phones and illegally get into things, they don't have to do that anymore because you give them all that information freely. Right. Uh, many people just give that information freely, where they're going, where they're going to be. I can tell you their favorite color, their favorite restaurants, the guys they dated, the girls they, they dealt right. with, right. the kind of music they like. I, I can just look at that, looking at somebody's Facebook page, Instagram account, or whatever their social media is. Um, and I can tell you everything about that person. So well, that, again, you that occurred to me. Sign, yeah, sign in to find that stuff out. That occurred to me also, which is like, why do you need my login and password if if you if you if what you're interested in is a social media history? Go and look at it. It's public information by definition. So why do you need to drill down? Now I think the answer to that question may be because they're interested in things that are beyond the reach of public access on social media. So, for example, if you want to see... I was waiting for you to say that because I have an answer for that. If you want to see somebody's search history, like, I can't see your search history on Google, but I can see my search history on Google because I've got my username and password. So that's why they're asking for those credentials because they want to basically be able to look at at your search history. But I think that the folks that drafted this bill... With again, we both seem to be coming back to these words. Good intentions. They had good intentions, but they may not fully understand how the internet works. Because further down in the bill, there's a sentence that says, "For the purposes of this subdivision, social media accounts shall only include Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram, and search engine shall only include Google, Yahoo, and Bing." Well, you know what? What if I spend all my time on Breitbart? Right. <laughs> you know, what if, looking, what if I'm using looking. MySpace? Well, see, that they're, they're looking for that. And I'm, I'm quite sure there are other things that have been omitted. But also I wanted to say, 
like like the gentleman that um was the shooter at, at the Parkland school who had a lot of disturbing stuff on his social media. Um, the people that post that stuff, they don't have their accounts set on private. They have it set on public for everybody to see because they want everybody to see. Another official, and I almost forgot this, another official, so I watched about five interviews. One of the other uh, a law enforcement official said um, he's not sure that this is the answer because he's done a lot of, he's gotten a lot of complaints about people on social media and he's investigated people before and he said um, anyone can sit behind their computer and post hate um, but most of them are not are not harmful and, and, and a no threat and um, you know what I mean so it's just like you know a lot of people we have a lot of people who are just spewing hate I mean again starting from the top we have a president that promotes that before, before, before Donald Trump this attitude and this mood existed, and the racism existed, but there was some sort of almost a political correctness. So you couldn't say this, you couldn't call a, a homosexual person that, you couldn't call a, a certain group this, you couldn't say that. But he's taken the, he's pulled the curtain down. Now it's free, it's a free fall. You can say whatever you want. Right. And 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 he justifies it like the people who were good people in Charlottesville and. You know, um, like I said, um, the, 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 the guy who ran in um, Florida who lost, uh, Gilliam, Andrew Gilliam, he said, I'm not calling the president a racist. Racists are calling him a racist. David Duke commented and tweeted that, yes, when he says nationalist, he's talking about white nationalists. What's wrong with that? They, David Duke tweeted that out. So hate crime is a real problem. And uh, they're clearly, they're trying to do something about it. I'm just going to read you a statistic here from the U.S. Justice Department. It says, on average, U.S. residents experienced approximately 250,000 hate crime victimizations each year between 2004 and 2015, of which about 230,000 were violent hate victimizations. That's incredible. The number, the, the number of total and violent hate crime victimizations did not change significantly from t 2004 to 2015. It looks like approximately 48% of these crimes were related to race. So. And, and, and again, I wanted to go back to race. We both live in Mount Vernon. I, I live in Mount Vernon, so let's just talk about Mount Vernon. Yep. So over the... And so, over the last couple of years, there was a police officer in the Mount Vernon Police Department, a white police officer who wrote a lot of racist stuff, and nothing happened to him. There was a black fireman who wrote something that was considered hate, and he got suspended. Um, policing, in, the, in the, the system of policing, race matters. How you view, I saw a documentary of, a, of an academy and these were new recruits coming into an academy. They showed two pictures on a the screen. They showed a black, young black man, probably around 18, 19, bunch of jewelry, nice BMW or, or Mercedes Benz or whatever. Everybody said drug dealer or rapper. They then showed a young white person, same age, same jewelry, same car. They said spoiled white boy. His, his father brought him that car. Right. Well, that's, so that's, that's, that's so, race bias. So, so, and they, they didn't even go through the academy yet. It just right. shows that just 
at you how you you deal with certain things. So how is this going to be applied? Because we I've seen locally and nationally where a lot of white people, a lot of people who are who have attacked people of color have not been punished, but a lot of people of color have been punished, whether it's suspended or whatever, for some of their posts. Now, some there have been some white people punished. Right. Um, right. Like this Rochelle police officer, um, he was suspended and they were trying to take his job. Um, so that tells you two things. One, there's inherent bias in the system, right? You, 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 sh- you show two different pi- those two pictures to a large number of people, and you're going to come up with those same results again and again, AJ. The other thing is, you know, that degree of bias that exists in our society exists in law enforcement. So, you know, the, and it just does, right? So, but then the problem is, the problem is if you put a bill like this into law, where you are making, you're asking law enforcement to make a value decision on people's search history and a value decision on their social media participation, that that bias that you just talked about is going to wash up in the results. And I would also add, it's it's almost unfair in a way to ask law enforcement to make those kinds of very nuanced uh, value decisions about what people are thinking. It's almost like you can't make them into thought police, but this this bill kind of leans on law enforcement inappropriately to make those kinds of value decisions. Um, another, officer, another officer or one of the news feeds, I did, I did News 12, the, I did the one you did, News 12 Long Island, NBC, and I did three other ones. One of the um, white law enforcement officers said, um, he, he said just that, oh man, I lost my thought just now. Um, um, well, let me jog your memory with this. And one more statistic from the Justice Department. One in four violent hate crimes involved a weapon, 2006 to 2015. Right. Which is why, although we seem to have a consensus, at least between you and I, that this bill is overreaching, there is a need to do something about hate crimes involving violent weapons, right? There is some kind of a, there's a problem out there. And we, again, I'm coming back to where I started, you know, we all we just wrung our hands after we saw those people murdered in that black church. And then more recently, this case in Pittsburgh. And, and frankly, every few weeks, there's one of these really horrific crimes. Something's got to happen. And, you know, the the reason this bill won't stop that is because there have been situations where someone has got the gun that was in their house. It wasn't something that they brought. Right. They got their hand on someone else's gun. Well, stopping them, stopping them from, Buying a gun will not stop this type of behavior, and a lot of guns are sold illegally. Like we've had a situation in Mount Vernon, which I won't have to go over again, right. where you know uh, a key person was uh, selling, was convicted of selling um, illegal guns. Sure. Um, so, so you're talking about you're talking about legal guns. A lot of things that happen, you know, I'm on the south side of Mount Vernon. A lot of these things they're not from legal guns. You're not taking you're not taking the guns from the criminals, but you're making it harder for law-abiding citizens to get guns. That's that's what a lot of these things do, because the criminals will always find a way. There will always be a way for them to get guns. There will always be some sort of illegal guns sold, um, some kind of way. Until they crack down on that, um, you know, uh, that doesn't solve the problem. They just they can't buy it because of their social media, but that doesn't mean that they can't get it. Yeah, they, they, if their aim is to go shoot up a school, 
or go shoot up a movie theater. They're going to get a gun. They just won't be legal. So uh, I guess the, the question will continue to roll around for a while, which is how does one regulate social media and speech on the Internet? And it's a complicated question. You're probably not going to get to the bottom of it in tonight's podcast, but there is Black Westchester on Sundays at 6 p.m. So tell us yep. again how people can find your show. Um, the show is called People Before Politics. It comes on Sunday evening, 6 to 8 p.m. Um, on www.inthemix, mix with two X's, inthemixradio.com. Um, also, they can go to my Facebook page, AJ Woodson, and they can actually watch the video on my live on my Facebook page, and I share it on various other pages. Um, so that will be the discussion this week. We're going to try to get some. I'm, I'm going to actually try to reach out to Senator uh, Kevin Parker. Um, I don't know if he'll respond to me, but um, I'm going to reach. I'm going to reach out to him um, after this. Actually, I want I want him to hear this, and I want to send this to him, and I want to tell him we're discussing it, and I want him to to have his say. Um, and I'm going to reach out to some local law enforcement um, that, that are on the front line, you know what I mean, that, that can speak a little bit where I can't. And hopefully Damon will probably um, Damon will probably chime in a little bit, you know, dealing with another end, the end result of it when they get, you know, the hell is full of those people that are, you know, done things like that. So sure. he can speak from that aspect of, you know, um, of things. So um, I, I'm going to try to do kind of like the meet the press thing where I get a couple of different points of views. It should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of the program. Quick testimonial, People Before Politics, Sunday nights at 6 p.m. In the mix with 2X's radio.com um, or follow A.J. Woodson on uh, Facebook and you will get a notification about it. So, A.J., thank you tremendously for being my guest on this podcast with uh, Red Blue Talk. Follow me at redbluetalk.com. Uh, youtube.com slash red blue talk or hit me up on twitter at red blue talk aj thanks again for being my guest a lot of fun thank you for having me and i will post this on black license so everybody can see it too